Hello and welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes, and it will be me this week, but I'm really looking forward to the slate of guests we have in the future, hopefully, and there is, once again, a lot to talk about. So, you are watching this or listening to this on Wednesday, August 19th, and I'm excited for what we have to cover. It's a lot of Bachelor TV shows, obviously some more TikTok drama, so yeah, and Keep in mind, next week, I believe there's an interview coming with Jill Gomez, so watch out for that, and we'll let you know when that happens. So we're just going to get started right away, and so if you've been following the internet at all this week, you would know the uproar over Bryce Hall. So he had his 21st birthday this past week, and like most teenagers do, they throw a huge party. Be 21, you can legally drink, you're an adult, you have your own place so it's a big deal like most people do something special but the difference is most people's 21st birthdays aren't in the middle of a world pandemic so Bryce obviously came under a lot of heat rightfully so most of it is deserved so there was a lot of things that went on with that party the main fact was it was over hundreds of people at least 100 people some say 200 300 possibly We don't know how many, but it was a lot, especially when you're not supposed to associate in groups of more than 10, let alone those numbers, and you're supposed to social distance and all of that. But Bryce followed none of that. None of the rules were applied. There was not a mask in sight. Everyone was crowded into a room, and it he was trending. He ended up trending on Twitter, I believe, even top 10. It was a big deal, not just to the TikTok community, because this doesn't just affect TikTok. It got into, like, politics, Twitter, music, Twitter, all of that. So everybody was worried about it. And there were a lot of other issues with the party besides just the social distancing. One was, in a lot of adult men parties, bachelor parties, big parties, reunions, someone gets strippers. So in this case, there were strippers that showed up. So his friend Nick Bean bought him male strippers. I, I assume it was as a joke, but at first, it looked like Bryce was not comfortable with it. Like, he was like, oh, nah, fuck, like, I'm not having this. While laughing, he was laughing and saying that, but he was not clearly in love with the idea. And then they sort of obviously, like, pushed him down and, like, do it, no, we gotta do it, we paid, like, all of that shit. And when those videos were l- released... The fa- fan pages of Bryce Hall, you know what I'm talking about. The fan pages that show up on every comment. Of, everyone has a fan page. Charlie's fan pages, Noah's fan page, everyone has them. So, they saw the video and they immediately were like, hey, Taylor Holder, Bryce's best friend, member of the Hype House, is forcing him. He doesn't want to do this. He loves Addison. He does First of all, Taylor wasn't even in the video. So I don't know really where they got that from. Taylor was downstairs while this was happening. Taylor also, like, sort of threw the party, so he was obviously already under major heat. But this was not, should not have been directed at Taylor. He didn't buy the strippers. It was his friend Nick Bean. And, guys, Bryce, I like Bryce, as many of you guys know this. He's not out of the blame here at all. He is a 21-year-old man. No one can force him to do anything. Yes, he resisted, ah, but he sat down. And when the female strippers have it, he was all up in that, like, clearly having a good time, feeling them up and everything. And it's like, 
the 13-year-old is like, no, Bryce loves Addison. He'll love Addison forever. Guys, he's a 21. Addison's like 19, 20. Like, if you think they're going to get married, I hope they do. I mean, that'd obviously be kind of cool, but, like, they're not. They've broken up, like, twice before. They're not even, they haven't even, there's a reason they have yet to actually confirm their dating. When they say they're just good friends, talking that, even though they probably have obviously been hanging out a little more than most normal friends or good friends do, but even best friends. They're not a thing. They're not, clearly not a relationship. Addison was not at the party, which was a major topic because if they were dating, you're going to be at your boyfriend's 21st birthday. And good on Addison for realizing, hey, even if she, for the goal is that she thought, hey, this is stupid, we're in the middle of a pandemic and cases are going up and everything. But even if she was just like, hey, that's a bad look, good on her for being self-aware for that. Because Bryce, you had to have known that was coming. This is not going to... A party with over hundreds of people is not going to stay a secret. When you're this big of an influencer with paparazzi and everything, they are going to find... What did you think was going to happen is what I want to know. Did you really think... No, no he, he knew. But Bryce is also claimed to fame as sort of being the crazy, the problematic, the drama guy. But... If you're going to do that and you're going to do these kinds of things, you can't not answer questions about it. So Fletcher from Hollywood Fix, most of you guys already probably know him. He's the one who always asks TikTokers mainly questions. He went up to him and was like, like, happy birthday. He was, and respectfully, was like, happy birthday, man. I see you through a little party. Everyone's wanting to know. And he was just sort of like, no comment. Like, I just kind of want my privacy. And Fletcher was trying to be as respectful as probably Like, what's going on with Addison? He was just like, like, Kind of like, hey, like, fuck off, leave me alone. Like, and he started walking to his car. Obviously, but, like, you have to answer this question. If you're going to make these reckless decisions, you're going to have to be able to provide people with the answers. Because, unfortunately so, there are a lot of people that look up to him and all of these influencers. And when they see this, even though they don't know everything, they know what it, they saw. And you can't diminish that. Diminish that, sorry. You can't say, oh, no, it's just... Because there's evidence. There's proof that you didn't. So this was such a big deal that people were tweeting at the mayor of L.A., Eric Garcetti, son of um, his father, who was Garcetti. I forget his first name, but he um, prosecuted, like, the O.J. case. So it's a big family. And they're like, hey, these people need to be taught a lesson. Because the Hype House did this about three weeks ago, maybe, with LeRae's birthday party. James Charles was there. Charlie was there. Bryce was there. Everybody came on fi- under fire. They all had to apologize. And it was a huge deal. Like, they were sort of fucked with that. And for Bryce to turn around and do the exact same thing with probably more people, do you not realize how bad of... You might not care, but do you not realize how bad that does make you look? To make the same mistake where you knew was... You, this was isn't where it was like one of the for, sort of first major parties with them. You knew it was you knew the the consequences, you just didn't give a fuck. And it's not something where that it's like, oh I don't give a fuck, hey, it's only like my decision. No, it's gonna affect other people because then they go out, they go to stores, they talk to people, like it can spread and it can possibly kill somebody. So he had to have known. Anyway, so the it was reported about I believe yesterday morning or the day before that that hey, they're gonna shut down the 
hype house and sway house is water and electricity. So TikTok room obviously posted that because that's big news. And Thomas was like, hey, we've been in constant contact with the government. We really regret our party that we did like three weeks ago. They are not, we are not included in the list of people getting their departments like shut down. So they were sort of in the clear. And that's the thing. You've, even it's the fakest apology you've ever heard. He did. He addressed it. They all addressed it immediately, sort of after it happened. Bryce has yet to address it. It's been like three days, and he has not said a word. And I guarantee, I he posted a couple of TikToks today, and if you look through the comments, several people are forgetting about it. Like they're going on to be like, "Oh no, you're hot. Oh, Blake's hot." Like instead of pounding him, what they were doing two days ago. So the thing is. I always say that the thing is, but anyway, it was a dumb decision. It was so dumb. And Noah did post a TikTok today saying, like, showing him turning on all of his sinks and showers and opening the fridge and stuff. They're like, hey, we, like, we do have power. I don't know what that was talking about, but, which was funny. And then everyone started flaming him in the comments and he had to do another post, which I can't believe I have to talk about this again, explaining himself, saying, hey, he wasn't even at the party. He lives with the man and he was not at the party. Good for you, Noah. Stand Noah for clear skin. Noah is a god amongst men, and he clearly is making right decisions. So, they're just attacking everyone that's related to him. That's why Bryce has to address it, because he, a lot of other people are getting hate for something he did. And it was I was going to put this on the Who's Cancelled the Week segment, but when I do the Who's Cancelled the Week segment, I think it's about who was canceled that I don't think should be canceled, but everything, every piece of, like, hate, not, I don't like to say hate, but the heat Bryce is getting is deserved. And if he makes an apology, he just needs to release at least an apology. Like, it will silence people, and it will be like, hey, he's actually addressing that. This was a dumb mistake. Whether he means, you guys have to realize, these celebrities almost never mean their apologies, but they have to say them, but Bryce hasn't even done that. And it's, if you're going to keep shitting on people like the Hype House and other people, you, this is going to be so easy to bring up. And it's going to get thrown back into his face pretty soon. So that was sort of the big thing with TikTok that I really wanted to go over. And this sort of comes into play as Addison and Bryce's quote-unquote relationship sort of being in jeopardy in a way. Um, so back to what Fletch, Fletcher asked about Addison. He said no comment. They haven't posted any content together. It's honestly probably been a week or so. Addison wasn't there. He danced with strippers. He was having a lit-ass time without his girl that he's talking to. I personally don't think this relationship is structured right now. I don't think they're together in whatever sort of capacity that might be. I think Addison is smarter than Bryce is. I think she has to realize that to continue to associate with Bryce, it is going to take a negative image on her brand. And honestly, she's probably like, fuck Bryce. Like, I'm hanging out with Kourtney Kardashian every Like, I don't need Bryce Hall to help me get clout. Like, I am the clout. And good on her for... It's, it's becoming clearly apparent about which TikTokers... And social media influencers are self-aware. 
you've got people like Addison and Charlie and Noah, even though Noah has come into controversy, that's know what they're going to get flamed for if they do it. But then you have people like Bryce, like Thomas Petro, who came onto the fire with the free free hype house chains that really costed $20 when shipping was covered. Did any of you guys actually think he was just going to be giving out free hype house chains? Like, there's are nice chains. He's not going to give them out. Like, no shit. They always do that. Like, oh, it's free, but hey, $20 for shipping when it probably costs $5 to make. But again, he addressed it. He said... In every one of his videos, he goes, make sure you get your chain. It's completely free, but you do have to pay shipping. That is all, though. So it's becoming even other TikTokers, like Griffin. Like, you have to know what is going to come out because everything comes out. So, yeah, that's all I have to sort of say about that. Um, So, yeah, let's move on to the next topic. In the most recent Kardashian slash Jenner family news, we have Kendall Jenner. And guess what? another NBA player she's been cited with. So if you know anything about Kendall Jenner, you know her fascination with basketball players. She has practically dated most stars for a while now. She's dated Blake Griffin for a while. She dated Ben Simmons for a while. She's been spotted with people like Chandler Parsons, D'Angelo Russell, maybe even Carl Anthony. I don't know. But So recently she has been spotted with Devin Booker. And... Recently, there have been rumors that they might be a fling. It all started when um, Kendall Jenner posted a picture on Instagram and David commented with strawberries emojis. And she responded right back with, I love strawberries. So people assume, like, hey, Kendall Jenner doesn't respond to anybody. Like, she doesn't just respond to anybody. So they must at least be friends if they are responding to each other. And... So that sparked at least rumors, and Devin Booker's coming off his phenomenal run in the bubble where the Phoenix Suns went 8-0, and and so people, he's obviously in a great place, he's feeling high, he's living his best life right now, and I think, I like them together, I mean, again, based on our track history, do I think it'll last? No, but Devin's a good guy, Kendall is my favorite of that family, um, it is worth noting, however, Kylie Jenner was there, so it could have been, like, sort of, hey, let's all hang out as a group also, but her and Kylie are also very, very, very close, so it could have been, like, hey, what do you think of this man? Like, is he, like, do you like him? Like, can I bring him home or something like that? But it was worth mentioning because anytime anyone in that family is spied with somebody, I will be covering it because of the enormous fame they have and have acquired throughout the years, so again, it's worth noting, but again, hey, good for Devin, he's winning on and off the court, he has a great future in store for him, for that matter. And so next up, we've got something a little bit larger, so last week I sort of teased, we're going to be talking about Colton and Reality Steve's podcast, because it's rare that prominent Bachelor Nation members go on his podcast, unless they don't have nothing to say positively about the franchise. And once again, I was absolutely correct. Shocker. I know. I know everything. But there was... It's a great listen. It's over two hours long. It was um, on... It was the number one podcast for entertainment this week. And it's big. Media outlets picked it up. Everyone's tweeting about it. And it was, it was a great listen. So I highly encourage you guys to listen to this, the podcast, before you really 
hear what I have to say because I will be summarizing it. So it, he sort of took through everything because Colin has been on three seasons and he went on three seasons back to back to back. He was on Becca's season of The Bachelorette, then he was on Paradise, and then immediately he was The Bachelor. So he is very, very well-known with the community, huge face. So he knows all about it. He knows what it's to be like every side of basically being a, he was a contestant, he was a lead, and then he was on Paradise, where there really isn't contestants or leads, but still a major storyline. So he sort of went through all three levels of that. They talked in detail about every part of that. He also talked about his pre-show with Tia, which a lot of people misunderstand, and I did too before I heard this. Him and Tia weren't dating. They hung out in L.A. a couple times. They sort of had a texting relationship, but they both both understood because Tia was in the running to be the Bachelorette. Like, hey, if I get on the Bachelorette... And Colton was like, if I get on... If I'm selected and you are not the lead, I'm still going to go. And Tia was like, if I'm the lead and you're not a contestant, I'm still going to do So they both knew that they were still going to do this because it is a great opportunity. You can make a lot of money. You can make lifelong friends and all that good stuff. So they understood. So it wasn't, it was like what you guys would call like teenagers say, hey, we're talking. That's exactly what it was. And there was no harm feelings. And he tried to keep that away from sort of all the Bachelor producers. He really only told Colton, not Colton, he told Garrett and Jason, which were his, like, two best friends in the house, and they're still really close to this day. So I'm really just going to, that was really, it wasn't that much Tia drama. That's the thing. And I'll talk more about her at the end, but I sort of want to go over what I thought were sort of the biggest things discussed. So as... If you guys read any sort of spoilers or anything and don't just watch the show blindly, you know the massive amount of manipulation that comes from the producers of The Bachelor. While, again, like I've said before, it is not scripted, but they put people in situations, tell them, hey, that's what Colin would like, or you should do this, and they are very good at it. They are great at their job. It's one of the, some of the best I've ever seen. But Colin was sort of pissed off, and I've talked about what happened recently with Colton's beef with Cassie's allegedly on Instagram. And he sort of spoke more on this, saying I wasn't pissed off at Cassie. I was pissed off at the franchise. Because it all stemmed over when Cassie was on The Bachelor Goat, and they did like live interviews with past contestants, and she wanted to go on it. And Colin warned her, practically saying, like, Hey, I know they said, like, because she said they said they just want to get to know her better so everyone knows more about her and learns who she really is. And Colin was like, that's bold. Like, they're going to ask you about us. And if they do ask you about yourself, they're not going to air it. And he wasn't, he said, I'm not in a place to tell her what to do. So she did it. And everything that Colin said happened. She was only really asked about Colin, like, hey, do you feel, and he sort of made Colin look like, a control freak. It was like, do you, are you afraid Colin's going to get mad if you say anything? Like, it was pe- obvious manipulation from Chris Harris. And Colin was pretty pissed off at that. That's what he was saying. It was like, I was so angry that they would sort of use Cassie because Cassie is such a loving person and manipulate her and 
sort of paint her as a fool. And he does. He said, I still love Cassie. Like, Cassie is a great friend. She's always going to be important to me and everything. So he was never mad, and that post wasn't directed at her. It was directed towards the franchise. Because Cassie has never been a lead. She's been a contestant, but a lot of times contestants don't notice. It takes a while. Unless you get a bad edit, you don't really notice the manipulation. So that was sort of what their sort of backstory was around that, was Colton... And he talked about this for everything, even during his season, how they, he, he literally said, so obviously most leads know who they're going to pick or who their favorite is or the one they really like really early in the season. But the producers make them rank the women based on how much they like them. So they sort of know who to put them on dates with. And they, he noticed that he wasn't being put on a date with Cassie. So he had to sort of like, screw the system over so he would put Cassie low on his list and sort of tell people like hey Hannah G's the one like I like her so that he would be able to get put on a date with Cassie so he unlike other bachelors had sort of found a way around the system and really acknowledged it and was like they're gonna do what's best for them and there's just so much more in depth that I can't cover it all about producer manipulation but the one thing that was big on his season was Cassie's dad so obviously if you guys remember Cassie's dad was sort of a brief icon in the bachelor world because during hometowns like they do Cassie's dad Matt Randolph was sort of the first person in bachelor history to be like I'm not going to give you my blessing like you're deciding to four other women you can't don't even know it's my daughter like no I'm not going to give you my blessing like, a good father would, any father. And Colin was like, yeah, I was pissed off because I knew he was going to, like, he was going to say, like, I knew from the moment I met him, I know he's not going to say no, and he didn't want to ask him. But the, but he did take full control, like, hey, everything I say is is from my mouth. Like, even though there is manipulation, but I have to own it and stand up for what I said. But he was like, there was, they convinced me that I sort of have to ask for Cassie's that dad for her hand in marriage. And so that sort of makes him look like, you're really going to ask me when you're doing all of this with three other women? Like, how do I know the daughter's the one? So that really affected Cassie Hart. Because, again, any girl, I feel like, if their dad didn't approve of the guy they were with, it would be really hard for them to continue a relationship with that person. It sucks, but it's true. So anyway, obviously time passed. It was three other people. And then when Cassie sort of was having struggles with it, they flew Matt back, her father, to an island. I think they were in the Philippines. And he obviously talked her out of it. Like, he told her, like, hey, I don't think you're ready for marriage. Like, I don't know if he's the one. Like do you really want to commit to somebody who's dating through the women? And that was like, they've never done that before in the show. So that was really, really interesting. And it, Colton revealed on the podcast, they sent a producer out to lunch with the father and said this, he's gonna pick Hannah G. Before they ever met, he's gonna pick Hannah G. Your daughter, like save your daughter from the heartbreak she's about to endure. She's not the one for him. And Colin was really pissed off because, yeah, obviously he did say it was Hannah G, but 
You're not supposed to tell that to a father of a man whose son, whose daughter is about to bring home The Bachelor. Like, that ruins any chance they have. And obviously, yeah, Colton didn't get a fair shake after that. And they've never done that before. So that's when he was sort of like, fuck this. Like, they're clearly not out for my best interest at all. And he was sort of done with it. Like, they keep trying to get him in his way. In Becca's season, they brought Tia on twice. And sort of, like, they just kept fucking him over. And he was understandably pissed about it. So, obviously, he ends up with Cassie. He goes back. But the in-between, so he jumped the fence. That was the whole big thing in the series. He was like, fuck this, I'm out. And a lot of people were like, he's just doing that for show. Like, he probably just wanted to walk or breath her He said... I never brought my wallet on any of my dates. Before I jumped the fence, though, I went inside, grabbed my wallet. He said my plan was to buy a passport and get the hell out. He said the problem was he didn't know which way the city was because they were not in the city. They were, like, probably about 30 minutes off of it, and he went the wrong way. Like, he couldn't find it. He's never been to this foreign country. And But if he was able to find the city, he said he was going to get a passport and he was gone. But obviously they found it within a couple hours. But it was a couple hours they were searching for him. And he was off the radar. Which, again, it gives you a lot of insight about what's actually going on with them. So that's sort of the highlight of the interview was one of them. Was just how his big of frustrations with the cast. Not the cast, the producers and the franchise and the film. And it is clean from like, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go back on the show. Which is good for, good for Colin for he didn't pussy out of his, like, and make excuses. He owned up to it, but he exposed them for, like, the manipulators, which they are. Um, see, the, one of the biggest things he also talked about, but he has discussed before, was his mental health. And Colin strongly said, like, while Becca's season was airing, he had to be heavily medicated. Antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, stuff like that. Which I'm very proud of him because it is takes a lot of guts to be able to say that when you're that prominent of a figure as he has. And this whole stigma has been around men and mental health. Men are raised to not cry about life, like to toughen it up, to don't talk about your feelings. I mean, that's toxic. That's helps lead to worse conditions for men mentally. And it's very, very troubling so for him to say that again it takes a lot of balls i'm very proud of him for doing that like and he talked about like his need to go to therapy and realize for just to become a better version of himself and it shouldn't be ashamed to admit like hey i go to therapy too like it's not a bad thing to be able to go to talk to somebody and really just someone that you can trust and rant to and it when you're in that spotlight you guys don't understand the actual amount of hate that affects somebody. So all of you guys commenting hate, like, oh, Colton's a bitch and stuff like that, like, you think, like, hey, Colton has millions of followers, he's not going to see this. They do, because you're not the only one saying it. When it comes to mass response, that, imagine, like, someone doing that to you. Like, that just sucks. And those people are, tra- if you send one of those comments, you are an asshole of a human being. And I stand by that. No matter what they did. And so, yeah, it, that's people don't realize, like, how bad it actually affects the contestants, even though they all come out and say, like, the hate does affect, like, 
it is so troubling to see. So again, good on him for talking about something that's not a comfortable thing to talk about. And the more uncomfortable it is to talk about, the more it actually needs to be talked about. So then he also ends up talking about him and Tia, which I already sort of gone over with, but he said they're still close. Like, they both had each other's backs because they did go through a big thing together. Their Paradise season was almost all about them. And they both obviously really cared for each other. And he said, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, when I was found out I was gonna be The Bachelor, she was one of the first people I called. Like, he sort of said, like, in all the big moments in my life, like, I called her. She's gonna be one of the first people I talked to. And that's the thing. When you go through something with someone that big, they really can become close. No matter if you're able to hash it out like mature adults, which a lot of you guys listening probably aren't ready for, there is a good connection and friendship and relationship that can come out of that. So I'm very glad. I love them both. I love Tia. She's one of my favorites. And they're both great people. And I'm glad they've been able to hold this connection. So, yeah. And, again, sort of, he talked a little... He did not talk about why him and Cassie broke up, which is understandable. It is their business. And, clearly, with all the shit that happens, why would he want to say anything about it? Because he's going to get hate or she's going to get hate. But I can sort of assume, based on hearing it, is that they were on two different pages and that he probably wanted more of a commitment than she was willing to have right now which is perfectly fine. She's young. She doesn't need to, but he is allowed to look for that and be like, it's my time. Like, I want to have a wife. So, and he also talked about the struggle. So everyone's heard the rumors. If you've watched this season, Colin's gay. He's a virgin. He's clearly gay. Like, why else would he wait? He was like, he just said, no, I'm not, like, no hate to anybody in the LGBT community, but I am not gay. And the thing is, people are still going to be like, he's lying. Like, that's what he's going to say, obviously. Like, what do you want from him? Like, if him saying no, he's not gay, it's not enough for you, then nothing he say will ever be good enough for you. And you're just going to keep that, like, why is it such an obsession with you what he is? Like, clearly when it's like, you can't really assume someone's sexuality. So, like, if he's telling you, just believe it. And so I learned a lot about Colin from this podcast, and I really recommend you guys listen to it. It's amazing. So yeah, that's where I sort of stand the whole Colton situation. And there's a lot more to talk about, obviously, but I can't go over everything. Just give it a listen, because he talks also a lot about like how he sort of was able to like, get through like all these stages was like being a virgin and stuff and that's it was great to hear it was very educational so yeah so next we actually have another podcast that has sort of gone viral recently with an episode they've been popular they've been one of the top podcasts for a while now but we're gonna go over call her daddy's podcast with miley cyrus because i had a lot of good information about miley a lot of drama a lot of Intriguing things to talk about. So, where's my daddy gang at? Daddies, you better all be here listening to this. <laughs> anyway, so she had Alexandra Cooper had Miley Cyrus on her podcast. So, I bet Sophie right Sophia is right now just being like, wow, this show is actually successful without me. Damn, I sort of fucked this whole thing over. But anyway, so she had Miley on her podcast, and 
obviously got to know who Miley Cyrus is. And she talked a lot about her sexuality, what she's looking for in a partner, sort of who she is post-divorce. So anyway, so it was interesting to sort of know that because she, Miley Cyrus is one of the more open celebrities about their sexuality. Like, a lot of people don't talk about it, like, but Miley's very open about it. I like, good for her. Like, it's her sort of thing to talk about. It's powerful. And it sort of destigmatizes the negative, like, feelings on sex. And it was very interesting. So she, I believe, is a pansexual, which sort of means, like, someone's gender doesn't apply to whether they have romantic feelings for somebody. So, like, they'll date women, men, transgenders, whatever. And so she actually discovered that she definitely prefers, at least appearance-wise, women over men, which was, I mean, pretty interesting because she was married to a man, and she really feared that she, the first time she actually, like, hooked up with somebody was with two women, which was sort of shocking because, like, again, a lot of celebrities are very censored when it comes to They would never realize, like, hey, let alone first time was a girl, but let alone it was, like, a threesome. So that's sort of just interesting to learn that about her. And then she realized the first time she was with a guy, she was 16, and she ended up marrying that guy. So she lost her, I don't know if it was her virginity, but the first time when she was with a man was with Liam Hemsworth, which is fascinating. Because, again, they're both been, like, she's been famous since she was, what, like, 14? Obviously, if you've watched Hannah Montana, if you haven't watched Hannah Montana, I don't know why you're listening to my podcast, but it was shocking, and it was Again, you learned a lot about her, sort of, like, who she is. Because if you know anything about Miley Cyrus, you know that she's wild. Like, she's pretty crazy. And we love, like, that's what people love about her. She's insane, from, like, her Wrecking Ball videos to everything like that. She has been very sort of polarizing person. But so she said what she's looking for in her next person is somebody that can provide stability and sort of a boring person to balance out who she is, which is interesting because it, there's always been the friends opposites attract, but then people also want to go for people who have the same interest. And she doesn't want, she clarified that she doesn't want somebody who just sits around all day and doesn't, she needs to have them to provide something for the relationship, to add something on. And, but they also have to be calm and stable. But she also liked how she's sort of like, hey, I've sort of always been the man in the relationship because she is Miley fucking Cyrus. So that's why she also revealed that she does sort of find it easier to be dating girls because there isn't those made-up gender stereotypes about, like, like, if she's on a date with a male, like, she's gonna pay, but then it's, like, awkward because the man is supposed to pay, and, like, it enforces traditional sort of, like, sexist opinions and but like when you're Miley Cyrus and you're worth as much as her it is not gonna like bother she wants to be able to pay she likes so when she's with a woman that doesn't apply because there's no man to be like hey actually I should pay it's just sort of a known thing like hey Miley Cyrus is gonna pay so that was interesting to learn a little bit more about her in that way she also realized that like she's learned a lot from her divorce with Liam, and that she also, which is great that people are talking about, she admits she goes to therapy a lot, she needed to learn a lot about who she was, what she's looking for, and again, everybody should be talking about this. 
it is not a bad thing. Miley Cyrus, one of the biggest stars in the entire world, goes to therapy. It is not a bad thing at all. So I was... It is very empowering to hear people with these big of platforms be able to talk about it. So, and she also talked about sort of like her love language. She likes like active, she loves to give active services. So if you guys follow sort of love languages, most of them, they're sort of like acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts. Like there's many types of ways that you best receive somebody's love and makes you feel the best. So she said, like, hers was acts of service. Like, if some, she said, um, if someone, like, mentions that their class is dirty, like, she'll, the next day will be squeaky clean for her. And she likes when people do that sort of things to her. She also discussed, which sort of goes line in the line of mental health. If you know Miley, she, Miley, you know she has battled with past addictions. So she did confirm while she no longer goes to AA meetings with, which is anonymous, addicts um that she still like takes care of herself because therapy and that helps and she said something that really sort of hit home and that a lot of people need to hear she was like i'll quote her exactly she said i no longer look at any sort of AA meetings because i myself i don't really want to help somebody on their journey of addiction because she needs to take care of herself and that does not make her selfish for not wanting to help somebody it's not that she probably is annoyed by it. it's that when you're in the stage of your life you have to be able to take care of yourself before you can help somebody else because if you're not helping yourself you're not going to be able to help anyone else and then she throughout the podcast also talked about stuff that i'm not going to get into because i do have sort of a younger audience and it's if you know call her daddy it's a podcast sort of about sexual needs relationships and dating but again Call Her Daddy is a fantastic podcast, and I recommend you listening to it on Apple Music, Spotify. The video is up on YouTube if you guys prefer that. So, yeah, give it a listen. Make sure you subscribe and everything, and, yeah. If many of you guys have been following music the past few days, you would know sort of the iconic song that has released called WAP by Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion. And WAP obviously stands for Wet Ass Pussy. And it's a very sexualized song, like all of Megan Thee Stallion's and Cardi B's songs, and most songs nowadays throughout the radio, whether it's rap or pop or, yeah, country, rock, funk, I don't know. But um, the media had a field day, especially shows on Fox News like Tucker Carlson and Ben Ship. You guys, I'm begging you guys to listen. Look up YouTube. Look up Ben Shapiro's reaction to WAP. He reads the... It's the funniest thing. He goes, uh, wet-ass P-word. Like, he won't even say pussy. It's, and so everyone's outraged over it. I personally think it's so stupid because, first of all, that's who they are. And they no one ever gets this mad. It is clearly sexist. No one ever gets mad when there is a male who talks about sex heavily in a song. But first of all, it is a sexualized song. Yeah, obviously. But it, even, it like, compared to some other songs released, it's not that sexualized. Like, I mean, there have been way worse songs, but obviously not by pop, as pop, eh, as popular as Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B are that have way worse, I wouldn't even say worse, way more, sexualized lyrics and that, again that is not a bad thing and it's like 
it's everyone's like, look at these little girls who are going to be listening to these songs and feel some sort of, like, first of all, sex isn't a bad thing. Like, so a woman talking about her body and what she's looking for, it, anyone, for that matter, is not something that we should be, like, thinking badly of. And first of all, it shouldn't be their responsibility to make family-friendly content for your kids because they're considered their role model. No. They're allowed to make what they want to make, talk about what they want. It's not their job to listen to the middle-aged Karen white women in the world and be like, no, they can't talk about that. It's, again, it's not fair at all, and it's a great song, except for Cardi B singing because she's awful, and we are not a Cardi B podcast. We are purely Nicki Minaj, Megan Thee Stallion, and Flo Millie podcast. So I just want to make that perfectly clear about where I stand on that. But again, hilarious listening to the reaction. They're horrified that someone would ever talk about sex, sexualizing people. Like, like grow up. Like, we're not in middle school anymore. So yeah, I just thought that was stupid, personally. Jacob fucking Alordi. Okay, so now that I have your attention, as many of you guys know, Jacob Alordi... Nate Jacobs, Noah Flynn, whoever you guys refer him to as is a god, obviously. Um, but he recently was been in the news talking about Kissing Booth. So if many of you guys know, there has been a Kissing Booth 1. They came, recently came out about a month ago with Kissing Booth 2. So he is not, I would say, kind on the idea of a Kissing Booth 3. Because if you finish, spoiler ahead, if you finish Kissing Booth 2, you would know, obviously, that Marco was, like, sort of, like, still, like, hey, I'm not giving up on, like, she's worth staying for and fighting for. And Jacob was sort of, like, he didn't really love that as, like, a plot line because it's it doesn't make sense. It's, like, he, I'll quote him on here. He said, like, I feel like if you get told, well, no, you should take the no, you know? Take the L, man, give up, like, leave her alone, you know? So he was not clearly fond of what they were thinking for a third movie based on how Kissing Booth 2 ended. And he just finished up Euphoria, which I just actually finished watching, and I'll sort of later on, but, but God damn. Wow. He is spectacular in that movie. Anyway, that, like, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, you've seen the show. Anyway, so that is obviously, like, a really mature... TV show, it's on HBO, it's sort of a lot, it's a step up from producing Netflix original Kissing Booth, like, he's in his own lane, now he's dating fucking Zendaya, like, he's that popular of a celebrity now, so, and then he sort of, he was like, I haven't even seen the movie, which Joey King, his co-star and ex-girlfriend, um, was like, that's Cap, like, you definitely watched it, and she had, like, his permission, like, jokingly tweeted that, like, so he probably has obviously seen this, but... He was sort of shitting on the whole movie during this interview. And he was just not... It's like he sort of said, like, he had to train extensively for the first film because he was obviously in Crape Shade, and that was hard. And it's like, he didn't really want some... He It bothers him, he said. I'll read his quote here. I was super young, got thrown into a world where everyone wants to talk about my body. It, like, it really fucking bothered him. I don't identify with that whatsoever. I was trying to prove myself and be known as an actor... It was so much working out, and I hated every second of it, which people realize this only really for female actors. It's when they focus on their body, but obviously if you watched The Kissing Booth, everyone was, like, gagaing over Noah Flynn because, I mean, rightfully so, but he's an attractive man. I'll say that as an understatement. 
But, like, when all someone does is talk about your body, and it's, like, these cringy, cheesy... It's, again, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but because it's cheesy and cringy, like, it's hilarious. But he was sort of talking about how he outgrown it. And, like, he said, I'm getting older, I'm starting to look older, so keep going back to high school is, like, taxing as a, a role to play. And I totally understand that. Um, as much as I would love him, for obvious reasons, to be in another kissing booth... I understand where it's coming. I know he's not going anywhere. And, like, a lot of people have been shipping, like, saying, oh, him and Joey are the true loves. It was right place, wrong time. Like, him and Zay don't love each Zendaya don't love each other like that. Okay. First of all, no hate to Joey King. Loved her ever since Ramona and Beezus. It's Zendaya, guys. It's Zendaya. Zendaya is one of the most famous people in the world, one of the most beautiful people in the world. And Joey King is obviously very attractive herself. She's beautiful too, but no one's on Zendaya's level. I guarantee you, Jacob Alordi is just fine where he's at. And before we go, I just wanted to add in, because I don't want this segment to go away. I hope it's sort of the future of our podcast, Who's Cancel of the Week. So I just really stuck with one, because there wasn't, too much people we got canceled this week that didn't deserve it, but this was ridiculous. So, someone on Twitter accused Dixie, it was a high school classmate of hers, of faking seizures during school just for, like, fun. Which is an awful thing to accuse somebody, if it's true. If it's not true, I mean. Because that is serious, people obviously have epilepsy and other diseases, and that's not something to joke about. And I've known people on TikTok who I've seen like, oh, fake a seat for class, it's not funny, guys. Let's throw up a little bit. Um, and she did respond, like, imagine being the person who actually had to live through this and people just thinking it's fake for attention. Like, the shit that they have to deal with, like, people in with their platforms obviously have so much to be positive for, and the money, the fame, the friends they make along the way. But imagine having to deal with a ridicule like that every single day. Like, every day it's something new. Like, someone someone accused her of faking a seizure. Like, that shit's serious. If that was true, like... But again, it's not. But people are going to think it is, no matter what she says. So I just want to step in real quick to defend Dixie for that. And she really should not have to deal with that. It's the same that she does, but that's how life goes, sadly. in my head take control but when i'm down i beg for more yeah. i beg for more yeah. and i've been thinking about you all night i don't want to fight all these other random girls want to kill my vibe yeah what a waste of time <laughs> so what i'm broken and my heart is frozen all my words are choking i'm so